I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Dealbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Bat Books, which came out May 1996. Also, you can buy anything we talked about in the Amazon affiliate links below. Or or go to your local comic shop. That's always a better option than buying from yes. the Bezos machine. But you know, if you're in if you're in a, a, a comic desert, hit up those links. It's, it helps support the pod. Also, yeah. Yeah. this show is available on YouTube with a little bit of art. I have finally caught up on the YouTube stuff. It's been it's going to be double shipping on my channel. Uh, it's only going to be covers. It was the only way I was going to dig myself out, especially with the contagion books, because it was like, oh, my God, I got to pull art out of like seven books. And I was like, this isn't this is just not going to happen. We're just going to do covers. Yeah, um, yeah that's liable. It's liable to give you the clinch if you. If yeah, you, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and that's what you don't watch want. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the opposite of what we want here at world's second finest you can find that over at uh, youtube.com slash nick phil without further ado we can get into the pod but mm. this used to be a segment jason there is used to we used to do a segment for this and i forgot what it was called and i didn't know what episode it was in and i couldn't look it up because we've done like 60 episodes now <laughs> You want to go back and listen to every single one, every single minute until <laughs> no, you no. just start at one. I've already listened to every single one in the in the recording and in the editing yeah. and in the YouTubing. And I still can't remember this bit. So you know what? I'm bringing it back and I'm not remembering <laughs> the name. This is around the DCU. So mm. in May 19, 1996, we got the first ever issue with the words birds of prey on them. We got a, a one shot, a 50 page one shot, Black Canary slash Oracle colon birds of prey. It was written by Chuck Dixon, art by Gary Frank. I read it. I was looking forward to it. I have conflicting release dates on this. Some were saying May 96. Some were saying December. So I just went with May. I don't know. Whatever. Like. I'm working off the data that that I put into the the spreadsheet. Anyway, nobody cares about that. The point is, Jason, is that nobody is doing anything with Black Canary and nobody is doing anything with Oracle. And like we've been reading all these bat books and Oracle has showed up like a couple times for like a panel just to be like, hey, I Googled this and I found it. And Batman's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Bye. Call over. <laughs> You know, <laughs> thanks, nerd. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, man, she didn't even get any FaceTime when Batman was also in a wheelchair at the same time. Anyway, the point is, is that I read this book. Uh, the colors are rough in it. And there's some wonky 90s stuff in there, like Black Canary, for example. She gets it starts with her being like hard up. Basically, like her car's about to be impounded, like she's got no cash, she's behind on rent, you know, superheroing right. doesn't pay the bills, you know. And then yeah. Oracle's like, hey, I'm gonna scoop you up and uh send you on this adventure for me. And like I'm gonna fund the whole thing. And Black Canary's like, I'm on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, thank you. 
So she goes from like her car being impounded to like she shows up at the airport and Oracle has an Aston Martin waiting for her. That's hers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but like when I say like there's some weird 90s stuff, she is wearing like fishnets and like a one piece bathing suit and a fringe jacket on an airplane for like six hours across <laughs> the country, like coast to coast. What do, what do you wear on an airplane? Well, I'll tell you what I don't do, Jason. I don't put my raw butt cheek down on that seat. I definitely Prude. do not do that. Prude. <laughs> uh, live a little. But I do want to say this issue was fun. We got some great Black Canary moments. We got some great Oracle moments. Oracle kind of expressing frustration with being in the chair. Not that she's frustrated with the chair and her new role, but she's frustrated that she's not in the field. Like there's a moment where oh. Black Canary's like down and like she's like, I don't know if I can get up. And Canary's or uh, uh, Oracle's like, get the fuck up. <laughs> like, are you kidding? You can't get up. Are you kidding me? You can't <laughs> get up. So, yeah. Very fun. Uh, it's it has a, a definite the Aston Martin. It's got definite super spy James Bond thing to it, too. It's like yeah. it's about uh, the bad guy is this international guy who develops third world countries into first world countries like that's that's his thing. And he borrows from the World Bank and stuff. But it's like it's all a ruse. He's just taking money. You know, he's, he's like pocketing 60 percent of it. Black Canary ends up taking him down. Also featured in the book is the villain Lynx that we met in Detective Comics because she was uh, the number two guy under Bane's dad who was running the Chinese uh, oh, mob in yeah. Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so I got, a little, got a little bit of Lynx in there too, which was, which was kind of fun because I was like, oh, I'm reading the books from this era. This is from yeah. this era. It's, it's an interconnected yeah. world. Like, kind yeah, of good time. I, I, I do like the, um, the, the sort of, I always enjoy the easy A of, like, making your uh, superhero poor, you know? Yeah. Because it's just, yeah. like, an easy motivation for, like, plot for a story. It's, like, one of my favorite anime tropes is uh, in a series when you know they can't they couldn't figure out how to motivate the characters in that episode that, so they just make them very hungry <laughs> and then their food motivation leads to like a ghost or a whatever you know but it all starts with them like walking around me like i haven't had anything to eat in a day and a half you know like it's just great simple like everyone understands that like hey you've you've not, you've not had money before you've been hungry before like you uh, right right you know, right you, you guys get it you guys get it you know like and then you just and then the plot just moves along. Yeah. So with these issues, it really felt like, or with this one shot, it really felt like they were really trying to establish Oracle as a force. And uh, they gave Black Canary a brand new costume. They like, you know, pulled her from her West Coast to, to Gotham, like gave her a little bit of money. <laughs> so it. I love how Gotham is on the eh, coast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one. That Maybe. one. Um, so it really it's felt the like the same coast as Springfield. 
they took these characters who were like languishing and like made something, you know, and they put it yeah. in a not just to see if it would work. And it worked apparently because uh, there's a four issue arc of Birds of Prey uh, in a few months. I'm sure I'll read that too. Uh, and then eventually it gets an ongoing Chuck Dixon writes it for a while and then Gail Simone takes it over and makes it hers. And that's when it gets real good is what I hear. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested in trying it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. I, 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 I always enjoy a, a spy. A spy story is always just good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it, it's just like. Man. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just silly, silly fun. You just reminded me I've been wanting to read some uh, James Bond comics because some of them look really good, which is kind <laughs> of odd. But I, I have the same, you know, we grew up in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, there's a I think we've we've hardened our hearts to like the IP machine of like, yeah, hey, a movie. Now we made a video game and you're like, oh, the video game's going to suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. it's hard for me to get on board with that stuff, but uh I think I want to read some James Bond stuff in, in the future. The Godzilla stuff I read was great. Oh like, yeah, they no, can no, do it. I I read this like I should try to find it again, but I read this great profile years and years ago about uh writers who write um uh adaptions of screenplays into books. Yeah. You know? And how and like the, the overall point I remember from it, though, is that like, you know, they were constantly saying they're like, I'm a freaking writer. <laughs> like, yeah, of course, yeah. I write other books. They're like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, this is just <laughs> like a gig. And like and, and also when some people are shocked at like, oh, wow, it was actually pretty fun. And they added this color. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, so they're not always it's like, yeah, sure. It's not always going to be like great and a lot of it is probably yeah yeah yeah, trash but like there's there's still you know like you you don't get like any more pedigree just because like warner brothers actually decides to release your movie or some shit like right exactly exactly you know it's like they they release plenty of crap too (laughs) like speaking of plenty of crap batman 531 (laughs) is on the stands it's written by doug munch with art by kelly jones and john Beatty on inks colors by greg wright Seps by Android Images, Todd Klein on Letters, edited by Denny O'Neill with Jordan B. Gorefunkel as associate editor. Cover is Batman and Deadman, back to back, surrounded by spirits. It's the Dead Man Connection, part two. I kind of stumbled over that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Cult of the Mummy. <laughs> we start with an indigenous person praying to spirits and the mummies of the dead for help. His people are dying from the same white man with explosive weapons that killed their, these spirits 400 years ago spilling warm blood to claim cold treasure. He's interrupted by Killeen, who's the guy who's killing them. And he's like, he says, quote, I told you before, priest, knock it off with that quivery mumbo jumbo. Now kiss your stinking mummies goodnight before I blast them to dust. End quote. Yeah, real, real, real nice man. Real nice man. Batman uh, then talks to Alfred for about four pages about how Ghosts might exist because of science, but no one's scienced hard enough yet to fully prove it. Yeah, the quant- the quantum mechanic explanation of ghosts was like was all like that. That was that was some nice like 
someone just read like uh their first explainer article on quantum mechanics i was gonna say the same shit like doug much (laughs) stumbled on an article and fucking rewrote it into this four pages of batman yeah it's like yeah all right buddy i get it waves particles observing not observing it's a thing yeah, no, dude, I'm not going to get too off track, but just like anyone listening, don't even watch it because it's awful. But like, look up the synopsis for this quote unquote documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? It was made by some like obscure like cult thing that gained some sort of like viral status. And it's pretty much all about that. It's all about like just misinterpreting, misinterpreting quantum mechanics and like making people believe that you can control shit with your mind. Oh, my God. I it's great. It's great. I have to. I, I got to check this out. Um, yeah. So anyway, those four pages are terrible. Um, <laughs> Kelly Jones doesn't get to draw anything and it's just giant word balloons full of crap. I already know. We get a recap about how uh, these guys are looting ancient treasures from indigenous people. But some some of the goons are worried about people fighting back. The goon doesn't want to keep killing. But Colleen is like. LMAO, dead tell, tell no tales. Batman and dead man bump into, uh, oof, did I, did I skip a thing? I feel like I skipped a thing. So Batman and dead men also are teaming up. They fly to the, yep. to the indigenous people. They parachute in. After that, they bump into <laughs> Chim, Chimu, Chimu. After parachuting into the jungle, Batman proceeds to explain his whole shit to Chimu. <laughs> why he dresses like a bat what he hopes to achieve they get into like a semantic twitter thread debate about the nature of evil and it's a full page of text it is fucking terrible <laughs> he guides them yeah. to the back am i right? evil am what is evil like if i wear evil am i evil oh my god chimuru shut the fuck up <laughs> anyway chimuru decides he's gonna uh guide them to the bad guys meanwhile a descendant of amaru and a guy advocating for what the priest priests are saying is debating about what to do with the white guys killing and looting until they're interrupted by a blonde dude who's all like quote how many times do i gotta tell you no more that ancient gibberish talk end quote chimaru takes batman and deadman to machu picchu chimaru takes uh gives batman a bone flute for luck Batman gives him a batarang. He doesn't seem thrilled about it. Batman yeah. and Deadman continue with without him and uh, beat up some jungle goons. Batman swings between cliff sides to evade them and Deadman follows. Deadman is shot exactly how he was shot when he died at the trapeze. But like, not a big deal because he's super dead already. They push on. Next issue, part three, the spirit thieves. Jason. What did you think of Batman 531? I re- I really liked it honestly. I did I did laugh at the uh, you know, yeah, the long uh ghost art might be, you know, ghosts might have something to do with subatomic particles crap. Um yeah. and I also like d- despite itself uh I and I think you know, this is just me being a 42-year-old man. It's not like it, it's not even like being of the era. It's just that whenever I like read a line in a in a book like this where it's like what did i tell you about speaking that ancient gibberish like in my head i'm like 
you know, that that codes to me as something like way worse. Yeah, for you sure. Because if this is supposed to be the bad guy, like there's going to be some slurs probably. But, yeah, but I understand yeah. it's like at the end of the day, it's not, you, you know, I but I'm still I still just kind of like it's like one of those things with um uh what is it the 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 famous tv edit of the big lebowski is uh this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the alps you know like it's just like stop it when i tell you about that ancient gibberish and like in my head i'm just like oh dude oh oh that's so offensive that's so offensive you can't say that the thing is too is like the way that they phrase it because they're sanitizing it it it's almost like they're talking to children like yeah God, i told you for the last time jacob you put that ball down you put it down <laughs> like it's, it feels like that <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like i swear to pete i'm gonna kill all of you <laughs> it's like wait a minute wait a minute hold, hold on those were the only yeah, two I, moments that i actually liked in the book where the indigenous people were like i don't, I don't fucking know about this a lot of us are dying and they're like knock it off knock it off <laughs> yeah i do i do sense your frustration of uh of uh of making kelly jones draw four pages of batman oh and my talking. fucking god dude it's just like they're just in a car and driving around and talking about quantum physics and i just wanted to die i just and then and i was like well at least we're through that we've we've powered through doug munch's article reading and now we're going to get to some good Batman stuff. And then Batman parachutes in and gets in a semantic debate about evil. And I'm just like, oh. and it's literally a page, a blank page of Batman on one side and Chimu on the other and just text all the way down and no word balloons. And you, you get in the middle of there and it's like they're debating semantics. And I'm like, I lost who's talking. I'm like, yeah, I, what? Like, what do we do? What do we do in here? Doug, help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there should there should definitely be. A, I, I wonder if there are on modern uh, lettering programs, if there's like uh, an automatic like, you know, the word balloon starts like turning like a bright red when you're making it too big with a little <laughs> like clippy like suggestion being like, are you sure? I think your dialogue might lack coherence if you make the word balloon this, but you, you know, like how about try breaking it up? And I could have, I could have just used like manga does this occasionally where it'll be a, a couple of word balloons. And then if they feel like it's getting um, too cluttered or they can't make the word balloon stack right with the characters, they'll just put the character's face in the balloon, like a little chibi version of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, I, I feel like I needed just like a Batman icon on one side and a Chimu icon on the other. Yeah. And it would have been yeah. it would have been legible for me. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, after Batman 530 that I was like, this is the best book of the month. Batman 531 really disappointed me. Really disappointed. You, you know, sometimes you have a great first first quarter. And and then and then you stink it up in the second, and all, all you gotta do is go in at halftime and and reset, and and hope you come out uh, ready for the third. Jason, you know? you're telling me a Florida Gator fan about oh. about having to reset during halftime. You're telling you me. Know, 
you you can you can I was gonna mention this before and you can you can you'll you can probably rightfully cut this, but holy shit, that kid from LSU. Wow. He beat he had he he himself had six hundred and six total yards of offense. <laughs> One guy. That is even in college, Jason, that's look, bonkers. Look, most teams have rebuilding years. The Gators yeah. are the only ones I know that have had a rebuilding decade. Well, at least you're not Texas A&M who just fired their head coach who they two years ago signed to a $10 million contract and the cost of his, I mean, a 10-year contract and the cost of his buyout is $76 million. Oh they are paying God. him $76 million to not coach their football team. Is this money laundering? This feels like money laundering. Nah, it's just oil guys who are like A&M alums, you know, All some right. some asshole All is right. writing the check. Well, <laughs> we're going to move on to Shadow of the Bat 51, unless you have anything else to say about Batman. No, I'm just going to, I actually didn't even write about Shadow of the Bat. I just wrote more about Florida Gator football. So, okay, well, we can run that, I guess. Welcome yeah. to Sports yeah. Center. Anyway. Batman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we got a quick, quick editorial oh, yeah. note here. A little Poe yeah. Buddies Nerfect. Yeah. If you yeah. remember from Shadow of the Bat 50, Jason and I took a, took a long walk making fun of all of the characters that were helping Batman in his fever dream against Necron. And we were like, this is so weird. There's the Flea and then Joe Publix there. And then all these other characters that I don't know, even though I read the issues. Uh, those were all characters from Shadow of the Bat. The Shadow Bat 50 featured artists who all the artists who have been working on Shadow of the Bat over the years. So it was a big celebration of Shadow of the Bat. And Jason and I instead were just like, hey, Joe Public sucks. <laughs> we just moved on. Hey, well, you know, some, sometimes you get you get caught up in the in the fever of just chopping it up. You know, you just want to chop yeah, it up. Yeah. And, we, and you forget about we saw stuff. the trees. We missed the forest. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pobody's yeah, nerfect. Pobody is nerfect. True words, man. All right. Batman, Shadow of the Bat, issue 51. And oh, no more Shadow Falls on title. Alan Grant's the writer. Dave Taylor, the penciler. John Dell, inker. Pamela Rambo is the colorist. Android images, separating them colors. Bill Oakley is the letterer. Carl Critchlow is the cover painter. He looks to now be probably the new permanent cover painter, maybe. Yeah, the regular. Know. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. I mean, still dope, still dope. I just man, just yeah. love me some Brian Stillfries. Still always big shout to Brian Stillfries. Jordan B. Gorfunkel is your associate editor, and Dennis O'Neill is your big guy editor. The cops are swarming around the recently robbed Gotham Chemical Plant. It wasn't a robbery for money, though. It was just robbed of a few barrels of ketamine. Gordon wonders what anyone would want with horse tranquilizers and then is reminded that people do drugs. I mean, <laughs> come on, Jim. You've been a cop for how long? He's like, a police commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> but his cop sense does let him know that there was a scuffle here, and he's scoping out the place when, rounding the corner, he spies a pass-the-hell-out Batman. Telling the beat cops to beat it and finish the interview with the chemical plant manager down at the station, 
He's going to stick around and see what he can see. And what he sees is a Batman that might be dead. He's not sure. No, wait. He can see the rapid eye movement. So he knows he's dreaming. The, the commission quickly deduces that he's been dosed with, ke with ketamine, but he's not sure what he should do. So not sure if it's dire enough to call an ambulance and it's exp exposed his secret identity, Gordon calls up uh, a Dr. Brennan to get the skinny on what to do in case of a ketamine overdose. And it depends on the amount. You might need some medical intervention, or you could sleep it off. Shit. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Gordon tries waking up Batman in the most 40s, 50s style and just slapping him awake. Which... <laughs> bucket of water and a slap is, is yeah that's the that's how you get someone conscious yeah yeah tried and true tried and true methods man batman isn't sure how long his mind and body can take this he's still back in the dreams even though he knows he's dreaming he can't seem to wake up and once he lands in a dream city he feels a slight breathe uh, a slight breeze on both of his cheeks and this is the effect of gordon trying to wake him up like uh he's uh like Jim's like Clark Gable and Batman's like a hysterical dame or something, you know? <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Uh, back at ne Necron? Is it Necron? I kept on writing it a few different ways. I think it's Necron. All right. Back at Necron's lair, he instructs his goons to mix one barrel of ketamine and one barrel of uh, acetylcholine, which, all right, that's pretty simple. And he's going to take a nap. Hey. Even homicidal maniacs get tired. Look at that. They're human, too. Mm -hmm. in, Dream, in Dream City, Batman is confronted with a monstrous man-bat-Freudian monster that represents himself that won't let him escape. An epic battle ensues. Now, we're straight back to the crime hideout. One of the goons is complaining about the grim work they're doing, like, aren't, like, school kids going to get killed if they poison the city with a cocktail that knocks you out? Well, shut up, idiot. You're getting paid a million dollars a day. <laughs> but when they check their pocket, nothing. Zilch. Nada. So they confront the napping villain, and he convinces them through some sort of spell or hypnosis that, no, 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 here's the money. Ah, signs of more things to come. I screwed up. Back it's not Necron. It's Necrosis. Ah. Okay, it is Necrosis. Okay. Yeah, Necrosis is, okay, yeah, yeah. Necrosis is Lair. Back in Batman's dream city, that Freudian bat monster is all tied up and taken care of. But Batman is still stuck. How does he get out? How does he get out? And he looks deep into his heart and sees the little boy mourning his parents at their grave. And he decides that it's his freakish will that has allowed him to do all of this. To turn himself into, bat into the Batman and his will will be done. <laughs> Just waking up as Gordon was splashing some water on his face, not slapping this time. Lucky that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, the villains have broken into a dairy, ready to poison Gotham's milk supply. The bastards! Gordon tells <laughs> Batman to literally lean on him, and then he speeds off into the Batmobile to continue the fight. Next issue, safe as milk. Nick, what'd you, what'd you think of Shadow of the Bat? 51. <sighs> I don't know, man. There were a couple of good moments. Like, I like the weird bat demon he fights in the little town, the little creepy town in his brain. 
like that, yeah that was a good time but other than that it felt just kind of boring i mean i forgot the main villain's name so that, that's yeah. gotta tell you something he's yeah, like hey so did the, i i was writing the freaking thing the the main villain like takes a nap for most of this issue and then it's just batman being like I got to willpower it. And then it's a picture of him. It's just like a picture of him standing there. And he's like, now I'm willpowering. And he's just still standing there. I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. I mean, it's, I guess the story's fine, but like, it's fine. Maybe, but maybe because I'm reading too many of these books, but like, I'm sorry. How many fucking times do I have to be reminded that, like, you know, his parents were shot in front of him? It's like, I know, man. Like, right. I mean, it's like, guys, I'm in shadow of the bat. Like, this isn't really going to newsstands, dude. Like, (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) You're like, like, I'm in the Batman weeds. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I think the most, like, and, and maybe it'll change after this arc is done, but I think the thing that, like, I'm starting to miss the most in Shadow that really made me like it a lot, like early on, was that it seemed like to be more of a, well, kind of what the title suggested, which is just this like anthology where Batman's sort of there. You know, it's just, it's just supposed to use his spotlight to like promote other characters. And like when it's just him, I'm like, the dude's got six other books, man. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a problem with Batman bat books in general. Um, I remember chatting with an editor once about how I was like, Oh, I get it. Like this book is this version of Batman and this book is this version of Batman. And this book's this version of Batman. And they were like, yeah. And like, we start with those good intentions and then you get like X amount of issues in and it just turns into just more Batman, you know? Yeah. Like you, you you start to take the guardrails off because you're like, well, I want to do it this story with this version. And and it turns into instead of like detective being about being a detective and Batman being about being a superhero and Shadow being about Batman putting the spotlight with a team up character of some kind, you know? Yeah, yeah. In, instead, it just turns into like, this is the Chuck Dixon Batman. This is the Alan Grant Batman. This is the, you know, whatever Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just so like, you know, it's like the story's fine, but it's just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of it's it's, it's kind of like I've been it's like I've been eating spicy food all week, man. Like I love spicy food, but like, you know, I was kind of thinking that this wouldn't be spicy food right now, you know? Right, like Right. It's like right. love love me some Batman, but like I was I, I was kind of thinking this was like less Batman. I also and like maybe this is kind of an unfair knock because it is 90s comics you know mm. but like yeah if we're doing a story about getting into batman's psyche and the best beat that you can come up with is like his parents died and he has willpower it's like i i don't get the point of this like it's so what like like what you were saying it's so well trodden ground yeah that i'm like we can do this is what we said in issue 50 like you can do anything when you get him into a dream state and issue 50 yeah. felt like an issue felt like a wild time and a celebration of shadow of the bat and then this just feels like 
more of the same even treading water you could probably pick up 52 and skip over 51 and and be like on board with everything that's going on yeah yeah like you could have had like bane and his recently like you know being like going through being paralyzed and not and that whole ordeal of like the mark of his willpower you know like if you really wanted it to yeah. be willpower you could have like brought up like well even just like yeah the recent history of like the character itself and it would have been like, like a bit a bit at least a bit more compelling of like of like yeah this thing that he just got over two fucking weeks ago right right you know like or you could you could do something like really startling like if you want to highlight his willpower have him like forcing himself awake no gordon there and he wakes up and he has a Green Lantern ring on because he's been summoning so much willpower that like a yeah. ring found him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, shit. Do something yeah. crazy, you know, like if yeah. we're going to highlight it, you got to give me a payoff in some way. Yeah. Instead, it's just like and then he woke up when Jim Gordon splashed the water on him and got in the Batmobile and drove away. And you're just like, I yeah. guess I fucking yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, and, and you just made me think you're like, you know, when you were like, oh, you could like, you know, get issue 52 and like be mm -hmm. fine. I'm like, maybe, maybe also this is like kind of the way things were wrote and or edited back then. Cause like, as we talk about, like, yeah, a lot of times like you did miss an issue. Like, yeah, yeah. Before uh, subscription boxes, if your place didn't have a subscription box service sure. or like it just wasn't ordered that month or they you're forgot picking to whatever. up on a, on a newsstand in a grocery store or a train yeah. station or whatever yeah, yeah 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 i just it felt like a lot of treading water to me unfortunately yeah it seems like both the um both batman and shadow are kind of are kind of water treaders yeah you know kind of kind of just like floating floating out there you want to get into detective and see what's going on there yeah, yeah, let's see if Detective can actually swim. Detective Comics, 698, written by Chuck Dixon, pencils by Graham Nolan, inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Gloria Vasquez, seps by Android Images, letters by John Costanza, edits by Scott Peterson with associate edits by Darren Vincenzo. The cover has... Costanza. Uh, Sorry. The cover has Two-Face, Killer Moth, and Robin chained in a makeshift jail together. We open with our boys in lockups makeshift jail. No one's happy, but Two-Face is ready to kill the weed whacker guy for sure because he is just nonstop complaining. Killer yeah, Two -Face Moth has a very short temper. Killer Moth, now an actual giant killer moth, is eating rats to survive. Police try to get lockup to give away where the prison is because he's in police custody. And because of that, they're not eating in the, in the prison. And they're very upset. And Killer Moth is the only one who's eating because he's eating rats. So police try to get lock up uh, to give away where the prison is. He doesn't. And his prisoners might starve. He doesn't budge. Police lock him up. And they chat with Batman hoping to find the hidden prison. Lockup doesn't stay locked up, though. He picks the locks of his cuff. Cuffs overpower and then picks the lock of his cell. Overpowers the guards dresses like a cop and walks out the front door gets in a police uh van and just drives away it's that easy kids batman lets him know that uh lockup has escaped and they're gonna have to trap him again 
Nightwing lets Batman know that they ordered a terrible pizza. Lockup feeds his prisoners. Batman narrows down Lockup's potential targets to three. Uh, Vanya Hunky Triplet, who that those were words, by the way, that was a name, uh, was a mobster who skated on racketeering. It sounded like I had a stroke, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, it's like, yeah, no, no, no I, I was watching him. He did. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. Vanya Hunky Triplet, who skated on racketeering charges, is partying with his mob dudes. Batman disguises himself as Matches Malone to infiltrate the party. The next is Jay Huffman, who got out on circumstantial evidence, but is accused of being a child murderer. Nightwing is set up to surveillance him. The last is Eldon Young L. Adams, who Tim Drake is posing as a potential uh, black market gun buyer on the street to get close. The mob dudes think Matches is wearing a wire, so they detain Batman. Nightwing is saving a crying child from Jay Huffman and kicked his ass, thank God. Meanwhile, Lockup shows up at the gun buy smashing his truck in, into the parked car that had all the guns in the trunk. Uh, so while that is happening, the goons hop a fence and run away, and Lockup's like, well, nothing I could do about that. <laughs> I got stopped by this fence. And so he turns and, like, Tim's the only guy left there. And Tim is like, uh, guys, Lockup's here, and uh, could you use a little bit of help? He tries to throw a punch and the lockup just like grabs his fist and crumbles him because he is a child. <laughs> Tim Drake is a child and lockup is a giant guy. So the street rooms get away. Tim Drake gets nabbed. Uh, we uh, uh, lockup wants uh, Tim Drake to eventually lead him to Eldon Adams. He doesn't realize that Tim Drake is Robin. That is where our issue ends. Jason. What did you think of Detective Comics 698? I I really had a lot of fun with it, honestly. I, I, I really dig the insanity of of the lockup character. But I also love how like I, I love how any um any cop show, you know, and I, and I consider Batman sort of a cop show. Sure. Like any cop show will sort of do this thing where there's like a vigilante, even though all the characters in any cop show are always like quasi vigilante but they'll yeah. do this vigilante character and be like oh see that one's the bad one you know <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like uh, mm, but but like uh, oh, the past that I, I just i just find that kind of funny that's all i you know i, I fucking still love svu you know whatever yeah yeah but, yeah um but no it's, it's just a lot of fun. i love two-face getting annoyed by um by the uh like that whole bit with, with the weed um, whacker guy complaining yeah but also like just that was such a great gag of just like pointing to the mothman yeah. <laughs> to killer moth be like i can't just eat rats like that fuck that like fucking freak nasty monster he's, over there yeah, he's, just he's just a creature and he's just in, yeah and he's just in the, yeah he's a freaking he's a cryptid just in the corner devouring a freaking right. rat like lock up if there was Anyone that deserves to be murdered and not locked up, it's a giant mutant killer moth who's eating rats in the corner. What are you doing, buddy? Yeah. You're committed yeah. to the bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's like from like, that's like a monster from like Hieronymus Bosch's The 
garden of earthly delights you right. know like yeah. it's like exactly just some weird <laughs> shit yeah yeah but that's yeah. that's why i dug it that's why you know oh yeah man. Did, you, did, I, did, did you throw down with the i liked it it was really is. great great lockup moments uh yeah. good bat family stuff uh really yeah. uh, really great use of time to like to be like, okay, we're gonna do matches Malone over here. We're gonna do Nightwing over here. We're gonna do Robin over here. Yeah, those are like great split screens. Yeah, right. And then it was like Robin being like, "Uh, guys, I found lockup, and no one can help him because they're all doing their own thing." I thought it was just really well done. Uh, the prison stuff is great. I kind of love lockup as a character. <laughs> he's so he's just like a big dumb guy who wants to lock people up. It's great. It's great. The way he walked out of the police station, like it was perfect. We didn't we didn't sit there and labor like over the interrogation. It was only a couple of panels Mm -hmm. before the cops were like, this guy's a brick wall. Just throw him in jail. You know, And I was like, yes, let's just like quickly shot after shot, like beat after beat. Let's just keep it moving. You know, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I out of the mainline bat books probably my favorite the other ones felt like they were the middle part of a story that you didn't need a middle part for and this one was like actual substance an actual meal yeah yeah totally yeah it was and and i do love the um yeah dick grayson talking shit on gotham's (laughs) pizza all of a sudden it's like motherfucker you grew up here all right like what do you you, okay all right i need to specifically so he ordered a pizza Right. And he has. uh... So, okay. first of all, there's a there's a panel, there's a panel of Batman glaring over his shoulder at Nightwing and Robin who are smiling. And he's like, we pulled up new possibilities and staked them out. And then he's like, is that pizza I smell? (laughs) (laughs) Nightwing's like, it's it's Andouille and pineapple. I had to look up what what Andouille is. It's a French smoked meat made of uh, pork. And there's a Cajun yeah. version of it that uh, apparently is probably pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's an incredibly specific pizza that they, that they decided to get. Like, not pineapple and sausage, pineapple and andouille. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it was more, well, I, I was one of those freaks who love a, who loved a Hawaiian before I couldn't before i couldn't eat pork so yeah yeah you know i do that that's one of the things i miss the most about about being able to 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 eat eat that another one of my favorite moments out of this issue was there's uh a guy in there i think it's supposed to be a weed whacker but i'm not sure he might just be a mob guy and uh he's like he's in the prison and he's yelling at lockup and he's a little guy and he's like, you know, you you should think twice, the, you know, about what the crimes that got you here. Lockup's like, you know, whatever. And then uh, he's like, no, no, no. When I killed those women, I sent them to a wonderful place. Like, you're you're a monster. I'm not the monster. You're a monster. And Lockup like leans in and he's like, he's like, OK, dude, how about I crank open the cage and we go around a few times? And the guy's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around. He starts walking out. And then the prisoners are throwing their used apple cores at him on his way out. And I was like, this is just so good. This is just so good. 
Yeah, it's a very fun villain to write, I think. And I am happy that they didn't spend four pages going over like the freaking like ethics of like what he's doing versus what like the whole system does and all this other shit. Just give me the story. Just get let me figure out the ethics. Just give me the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this isn't like. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that kind of book. No, not that kind of book. That's that's all I'll say. At any rate, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Is really good. Do you want to take us into Batman and Robin Adventures issue eight? Batman and Robin Adventures issue eight. Harley and Ivy and Robin. Paul Dini is doing the story. Rick Burkick doing the art. Ty Templeton handling that dialogue. Linda Medley doing the colors. Tim Harkins letters. Darren Vincenzo is the associate editor. And Scott Peterson, as always, is our big guy editor. We jump straight into one Harley Quinn, making her escape from the zoo with her babies, with a pithy robin swinging down from above, letting her know that they set an alarm, knowing she'd come for her pooches, the hyenas, in, in case anyone's, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Robin scoops up Harley, and she objects to being manhandled in such a way. She is still a lady, young Master Dick. Just as Robin thinks he has Miss Quinzel beat, she calls for her calls in her reinforcements. It's Poison Ivy, locking uh, locking Robin up with some twisty vines and making some questionable comments about his youth. I suppose he is college age at this point, but Ivy, yikes! <laughs> Robin gets a special smooch, and we all know what this means. Now he's under Ivy's influence. After warning Harley that her hyenas better not water on her rare plants, she gets Robin to profess his love and devotion to her, commenting that they now both have their pets. Ivy, again. Yikes. (laughs) Batman finds a helpful note that says, Ha ha, H&I, on Robin's badass Akira bike. So he knows something's up. As he speeds away in the best Batmobile ever, he calls Alfred to let him know that Master Dick won't be back that night. Just then, he hears over the police scanner that there's been a robbery in progress at the Gotham Jewelry Mall. I love how Gotham has a whole mall devoted to jewelry. Yep, yep. With with suspects that fit the description of the recently escaped villains Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Harley and Ivy are having their fun trying on jewelry. Batman busts up their party, but Harley sicks her pups on them. The next animal Bats is going to have to face is none other than the Boy Wonder, will be under that poison poison spell batman and robin roll around fighting until ivy trips over one of harley's dogs and hurts her ankle as soon as that happens a concerned robin rushes to her aid harley's the only one who remembers that batman's still there ready to fuck them all up and (laughs) throws a smoke bomb to escape harley has to carry all of the loot while robin carries ivy This is further illustrated by Harley and her dogs having to hold on for dear life to the back of the getaway car as Robin speeds away with Ivy in front. Batman informs Gordon that if his men run into Robin in the middle of a heist, he's not responsible for his actions. And Jim's just like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like, man, man, great, great to have connections, kid. Great to have Mm -hmm. connections. Mm -hmm. Back in an abandoned greenhouse, Ivy is getting a foot foot massage sexily by the looks of it by a shirtless robin ivy what's going on here well i mean 
honestly, I think this is like Paul Dini's ideal woman is what's going on here. But hey, you know what? <laughs> okay, can we just slow yeah, down for yeah. just a second? Robin, no shirt on, but the gloves are still on. So he's still yep. Robin. Mask is still on. And he's yeah. rubbing Ivy's feet and she's only wearing a towel. This is a book for kids, Jason. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harley's in the background in a crop top and Daisy Dukes. Yep. Yep. She, you know, she kind of always dressed like that, though. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they'd probably be, <laughs> be worse if Bruce Tim was drawing it. <laughs> You're like, we can't You're sell not- this to kids. <laughs> You're not wrong. We got to take this whole thing back to formula. <laughs> so harley's got some plans for the next heist but robin very quickly mansplains to her that her plans are shit and she should feel like shit <laughs> then he starts to formulate his own plans now there's a beautiful splash page montage of the gang robbing banks i love all the the uh the sectioned off uh, yeah 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 all floor, the different panels yeah of the heist that they're uh, they were uh, holding and then a uh, big just in the middle, all three of them running away. Uh, yeah, I just. All really had two to. of them running and Harley is carrying all the loot very slowly it, with great effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's no cracks in the plans. No one can ever stop them. What with Robin using all this strategery he learned from, you know, being Robin and yep. Alfred. Alfred helpfully notes to Batman that he's raised a master criminal and should be proud. Alfred, you sassy bitch, never change. You gotta keep it light, man. You gotta keep it light. Batman figures out through some quick detective work that they must be hiding out in a greenhouse, and not one that's currently operating, given the plant that Ivy needs to make her consent-not-needed potion. Back at the hideout, the empty greenhouse, Harley is yet again playing the pack animal and dragging all the loot behind her. It is very heavy by the comical way she is straining. <laughs> I always love a good, you know, straining. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragging the, the sack of loot. Yeah, yeah. And you know who's getting really sick of this third wheel shit? Harley Quinzel, that's who. Harley finds a big bottle that says antidote on it and decides to bring it back to this bring this back to a two-ring circus. It takes Harley a hilariously long time to get the hypnotized Robin to take a drink while he's planning the next heist. When he finally does, she literally jumps for joy and then jumps for violence, bringing a hoe down on this hoe for being forgotten yet again. Yeah. I feel you, girl. I feel mm, Yeah, I get I, I get you, Harley. Robin fights back for a second, but soon Harley is coming back with some shears, ready to trim him up good. That's just when Batman's shadow is cast over her, and he stops her from perforating the poor lad. Not before she calls her dogs to protect their mama. Batman versus animals? Well, we all know what he's gonna do here. He fucks them right up, using his cape to bonk their heads together while they're lockjawed on it. That gives Harley enough time to escape and regroup with Ivy, who re-smooched Robin to bring him back under her spell. This dude's rocking a scythe and told to do Batman in. As he crouches down for the killing blow, he knocks down Harley and Ivy, quipping that he knew they'd like to be swept off their feet. Noice. 
after they after they're led away in a paddy wagon, Batman asked Robin how he escaped Ivy's second controlling kiss. Well, he pretty much OD'd on the antidote, so you know that took care of that. And Dick remarks that after being hit in the head by the Joker, punched in the teeth by Two Face, this caper actually wasn't so bad. You horn dog. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Let me, hit you with of, the, uh, let, me, let me hit you with oh, the yeah. stinger oh, yeah, the before we, uh, yeah, let me hit you with yeah. the stinger before we, before we talk about the issue. Stinger for the next issue. When the daughter of the demon shows up on campus, there's only one person capable of stopping her. Batgirl. Problem is, Batgirl's not sure she'd agree with that assessment, and Batman and Robin and Batgirl Adventures number nine, Tears, written by, by Ty, Brandon Cross, Rick, Linda, and Tim. Will be next month. See you then. Oh, nice! Gonna get gonna oh, get some Barbara Gordon some action. Barbara Gordon, Talia Al Ghul. Mm. Let's do it. Mm. Here for it. Yeah, for the it. Talia issues yeah. in the last arc, or the you know the Batman Adventures that we did, the thirty six arc that the, yeah. the giant omnibus has come out for. Those those Talia issues were probably my favorite of the whole thing. So uh, I, high bar is set. But nice. let's talk about this issue. Jason, it fucking ruled. Like it did. It was, it was such a great issue. You got uh, Paul Dini writing some horny characters. You got uh, <laughs> you got uh, Robin fighting Batman. You got uh, Harley's antics. You got Poison Ivy doing Poison Ivy things. Everybody's having a great time. Batman's chucking hyenas through through glass windows <laughs> like, i love I, I love this theme of batman versus animals and just yeah. just him fucking them up and there's not the an note, animal he won't fight the giant poster board note that they prepared to put on robin's akira bike very good it's just yep. like it's just antics all the way down and it was so much fun i also I've never seen this angle before with like. I know that like, you know, Poison Ivy has used her powers to like put people under her spell and stuff. And we've seen Batman be under her spell and stuff. And like we've never seen. Like Robin under her spell, but still Robin and like be like, oh, no, no, I got to rework these capers, you know, like because <laughs> I care about you and, and I want you to be safe. So I got to rework these capers. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that angle before. And it was just uh, very, very fun. Yeah, just just a blast. Yeah, it was super well done. It was it was um, and I I did when I was like going back through the write up is when I added in. um, I think this is Paul Dini's ideal woman, (laughs) because like at every step with Ivy. Technically, technically, Paul Dini's ideal woman is Zatanna, right? Isn't that isn't that on record? (laughs) Uh. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. He uh he married a magician after oh, wow. working on on Batman stuff uh because he's I think he's just enamored by Zatanna. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. I also want to shout out the coloring um it oh, is in the medley. Yeah. Really great all the way through. Uh one of the things that I think hurt the mainline Batman books is that like the necrosis book the shadow book 
it's like you're going from scene to scene to scene and it's basically all colored the same and it, it's all really drab and it just contributes to like it not feeling exciting at all. And yeah, yeah, there's yeah, you're not exi- yeah, you could have had some more like fun and more direction if you made uh yeah, a little a bit of mood. Be- yeah, between the dream world and the real world. Right. And, and you got a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of like there's a lot of yeah. opportunity to do a lot of creative things and they just didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas this book had like these really interesting uh spot colors for characters in the background. They were just like all yellow with like one cut in them, you know, like one shadow. Uh, as they're like violent in the background, but like they're not the focus of the panel. So you can kind of do that. And then you have like Harley and Ivy debating stuff in the foreground. So it's like a little bit of that. There's like some great lighting on uh, Batman and Alfred in the Batcave, like being lit by the screen, the green screen of like looking at the the leaf. Um, so like Alfred is not in white, he's in green. And uh, I just appreciated all that. It was like, it was nice, especially because like I found two of the bat books in the mainline bat series really disappointing. It was nice to get like this book was like a meal. This was this thing was just like it was so oh, yeah. good. It was so packed in like. You could easily turn this thing into like two or three issues and instead it was just like does not stop is go, go, go. There's like bits yeah. through the whole thing. It's just yep. I, I can't say enough good things. It's all great. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the bits. I love the um, and something that I always appreciate about uh, especially the characters of Harley Quinn and the Joker within the like Batman the Animated Series and like you know Batman and Batman and Robin Adventures books is that I think that like being that uh, I think that Paul Dini and Bruce Tim are probably around the same age, maybe a little bit younger than like uh, Matt Groening, right? Yeah. And like one of the things that like, you know, Matt Groening always brought up of like the joke of Itchy and Scratchy is that they're just as violent as the cartoons they grew up with. They just happen to add the blood, right? Yeah. And, right. and, and like I see a lot of that in like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini's characterization of like Harley and of the Joker, where it's like, oh, it's yeah. Mo- it's mostly cartoonish violence, but then at a certain point, like when she picks up the shears, it becomes very menacing. Right. You know, like she, she, so Robin's coming too, right? And he's like, wait a minute. I remember I've been brainwashed. I'm working for Poison Ivy. And then Harley comes, yeah, barreling into the room with a hoe raised over her head. And she's like, and me everybody forgets me (laughs) and like you're like oh this is part of the bit like like the the her rage bubbling over uh yeah is part of like being forgotten it constantly being forgotten is like this is the bit this is the whole fun of this issue and she clobbers him with it it breaks the hoe over his head but because it's the bit it kind of like doesn't really register as violence and then when she picks up the shears we get this yeah. menacing look from her and this jump with the pointed shears that are like shining. And it, yep. it just like you realize that like, oh, we've we've left the bit. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the record scratch. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, there's about to be. And then you know. we we think we've left the bit. And then Batman takes the shears away from her and she she yells. She's she yells, ow, where'd you come from? 
I got the whole world against me. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Pitch fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I did and I did hear it in that beautiful, like uh to to be fair, never seen any of the um Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. I'm sure she's yeah. fine, whatever. But if you're doing Harley Quinn and you're not trying to do your best Cindy Lauper impersonation, I don't know if you're really <laughs> doing Harley Quinn. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I just like that's that's canon to me. You know? Sure. Like, but I get it. Not everybody can do a Cindy Lauper. So fine. unless you have anything to add, uh no, I just no. wanted to formally retire the letters page. I keep Aww. checking out the letters page. It's gotten worse and worse. It's just kind of like people emailing and being like, I like the issue. And then and Scott's like, thanks. And like, that's it. We are in the years of the waning letters column. Mm. Man, the, the last the last re- letters column I ever read on any regular basis was uh, in was the maxes. Yeah, yeah. That, and that in, was in in head. And head to head, that was nineties, but yeah, 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 yeah. Those were like the last ones that were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like, man, like I loved so much that he. I actually had a classified ad for that mini comic that I did. That that I because you could do, yeah, because you could do really cheap classified ads in the back of it, and he would just run them, you know, and he would just and he ran like a lot of letters and like it was just really. Did you move any books? Really cool. Uh, a few, a few. Nice. But like, nice. Yeah. I think like four. I think I sent like four out. <laughs> I think that if if people advertised minis and zines in the back of like mainstream comics, I would be like up to my neck in fucking zines by now. You know? Yeah. It would be a, yeah, I'd be in a Scrooge McDuck situation, Jason. <laughs> probably. Fuck. Now I gotta find. I'm gonna have to like order some zines from places yeah just a bunch I, of books. thought bubble just happened and uh oh, somebody, yeah. somebody in my uh in another discord were like hey i went to thought bubble and they usually buy a lot of comics anyway and it was yeah. just like a mountain of zines and i was oh, so so jealous <laughs> that's beautiful so what 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 was your uh we're doing your favorite book what was your favorite book of the main books Best book of the month got to be Batman and Robin Adventures number eight. Like, yeah, the Batman issue. I really didn't like the shadow issue. Yeah. I really didn't like detective gave it a run for its money. But man, you can't you can't beat those Paul Dini antics like Harley yeah. Quinn's there. You know, I'm on board. Ivy was great. Robin was great. It was just great. It was just great. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same way. I'm also I'm also happy to see. um this wasn't like my favorite part about the book, but like uh, I am happy to see more Robin in Batman and Robin adventures because yeah. it seemed like for a few issues there, it was like mostly Batman with sort of like, hi, I'm Robin. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're here. We know you're here. <laughs> you know? Like, like, sure, like, because, because last issue we had the, all, the oops, all Robins and then oops, all Robins. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I was like, oh, okay, they're getting the kid like actually a part, and it doesn't right. feel like he's just tagging along anymore either. It feels right, like he's right. some part of the of the yeah. of the story now. You know, I I, I felt like when we um, 
when we started Batman and Robin Adventures, it took them a little while to like find their legs. And I was definitely like more critical of the start of the run than I am yeah. now. It feels like they've had enough time to sit down and figure this thing out. And uh, Ty is as uh, when Ty writes an issue or when Paul Dini writes an issue, it they've they've hit a point where it feels like they're consistently good again, you know? Yeah, like it's not just like, uh, oh, there's like a glimmer here. And then the next issue is kind of weak. And then they'll do a two issue run and it'll be like, oh, these are pretty good. And it, it instead of that, it's like, oh, issue after issue after issue is really good. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking totally. forward to reading more. Yeah, me too. Well, and especially, uh, man, I'm getting a getting a Barbara Gordon issue. I, I love this yeah. version of Barbara Gordon yeah. so much. She's so She's good. Great. Yeah. Precocious. Yeah, I just want yeah. to be your friend. Yeah. That's the thing is like this this version of Robin, this version of Batgirl, it's like you just want to hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, I bet I could hang out with, with Barbara Gordon at a coffee shop and have some like, you know, really fun like arguments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Barbara, if you're Barbara, if you're out there. If you're Barbara, out there. if you're out there. <laughs> Barbara, if you're out there, I'm single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, you're just waiting for the right Batgirl to come along. Pretty much. Pretty much. If you you know what, I'll even if you're just name is just Barbara and your father was at some point a police commissioner, give me a call. <laughs> you're, we're narrow casting at this point, but I like that yeah. you're putting out the vibe, Jason. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, gotta gotta put it put it out into the universe, you know? Jason, how do people get in yeah. touch with you? They can get in touch with me on the awful Twitter machine that I still can't let go of, and that's fine. I've made my peace with it. At King of <laughs> King of Black Acid on there, I'm. You're a cr- you're a chronic user. You're gonna be there till the they turn the fucking lights out. I I, I scroll. I almost never uh, post. I actually I post way more as World Second Finest, which you can also find us there at World Second Finest with the with the two with the number two in there i i've posted way more like actual words on that account than i ever had on my personal twitter account appreciate that you know um but yeah that's where they can find me and they can find all of your stuff at linktree.com slash nick phil and I also on i don't your, even have to say it i don't even have also to say on it. your also on your discord and at youtube.com slash nick phil check out those ep- episodes he just starting yeah yeah i double i'm double shipping i'm double shipping this podcast up there uh in order to catch up um just covers are up no no interiors because if i started doing interiors especially with the stuff with where we were covering contagion and it was like seven issues there was like no way i was going to put those videos together i wish It, it's the same thing with zero hour. Like I wish that I had the time to really dig in and, and make a zero hour like video, like end, like beginning and end, like put yeah. some time into it, but I just don't have the time. It doesn't, pay, it doesn't pay anything. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, the other thing is I was going to mention, uh, I cut all social media from my phone except for discord. Nice. And so I am 
I am I am detoxing. I am often picking up my phone and realizing there's no reason for my phone to be in my hand now. That's what I'm doing with my time yep. these days. Yep. <laughs> good. It's good. It's how, it's how you got to do it. Yeah. So if you want to get in touch with me, Discord is the best place to do it because otherwise uh, I'm using social media mostly as a one-way street. I might, if you ask me something on, on Twitter or Blue Sky or Instagram, uh, I might get around to it eventually. Just be patient with me because uh, I am basically Discord only. That's the way to go. Yeah, man. I think that's the way yeah, to do man. it. Discord's a real conversation with like actual people instead of just like 500 people word vomiting whatever thought they have, like all in a feed. Well, yeah. Well, and it's also a lot easier to control it if someone starts acting like a dick. You just, just kick them out. Like, yeah. You just get out of here. Like, yeah. Easy peasy. But, yeah. 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone.